This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello there, I am Martin Ramsey and welcome to Heart in Hand, the Rangers podcast. Normally on a Monday in International Week we wouldn't be doing a flagship show as there's not a lot of Rangers content to talk about. This week has been slightly different as I'm sure many of you are aware. So with my guest tonight and very much an inverted commas, David Edgar, uh, we're here to just recap and reflect on what's been a Challenging uh, and very interesting few days in the world of Heartland and Rangers. Uh, good evening, David. How are you? I'm okay, Martin. Uh, a little tired. It's been uh, quite a, a fraught few days, I think it's fair to say, and involved going to a lot of places I didn't I didn't envisage myself going again in my life. But uh, we are where we are, and there's been an awful lot of positive things that have happened for us, a few negative things as well, but you've got to uh, deal with what life throws at you, I suppose. Okay. If anyone's just coming from Mars um, or the Outer Hebrides or just one of those kind of uh, off-the-grid kind of holidays where everything's switched off and they hmm. they haven't um, been completely on the ball with everything that's happened since what, what, Thursday night, Recap for us where we where we've been and kind of where we are. Yeah, on Thursday afternoon, I was contacted by a journalist from the Daily Record called Mark McGivern. Um, some of you may know Mark McGivern. He has a track record in muck raking stories. That's that's kind of what he does. Very tabloid journalist, which you know, fair enough. If that's what you grew up wanting to be, that's your uh, that's your decision. Anyway, uh, he got in touch with me to say that uh, a whistleblower had been in touch with him. Uh, I think he thinks we're big tobacco rather than a small football podcast, but uh, to suggest that they'd found several historic hate tweets uh, from myself, from Cammy Bell, one of our podders, and Ian Hogg, another one of our podders. 
And he listed them and said that the police had been informed. Did I have any comment to make on it? So I had a look at the tweets. Um, and first of all, I just want to say this right at the start. They've managed to find in 12 years, 83,000 tweets of mine too. I've not been deleting tweets over the weekend, folks, which should tell you something. The reason for that is the two of mine that they found are not offensive. They're not legally uh, actionable. They're nothing. It was done purely so they could link me into it. And secondly, clearly because they'd gone after me and hadn't found anything, they then decided they would go after uh, they would go after two of my friends, um, which I think is pretty scummy and cowardly. If they wanted to go at me, they should have had it. Um, and he said the story would run. So I issued a statement to him after discussions. Uh, Cammy and Ian's tweets were bad, and I wouldn't deny that for a second. They contained language that shouldn't be used. Both of them accepted this. Now, of course, there's there's context, but it doesn't matter. The world is as it is. We get it. Both of them accepted this. Both of them have stood down from the podcast and both of them have apologised unreservedly and will uh, then and will then actually in the future go and uh, do Rangers diversity course as part of the Everyone Anyone campaign. Held their hands up to it straight away. Didn't try to hide from it. They took responsibility for it, um, which I think is all you can do in those circumstances and now look forward for a chance to uh, improve as they move forward. Uh, I put that in a statement to Daily Record, but I did call out what I, I saw as a fairly obvious attack on on both Rangers supporters and Rangers FC. When the story ran in the Daily Record on Friday morning, it was front page news and they had dedicated three pages to it, which I'm not necessarily sure was the most important thing that was happening in the world right now. But OK, um, clearly what they wanted to do was splash our faces on it because it's public shaming. They want to cause trouble for you. They want it to impact on your life. I then, you know, had a had a read at the article, which contained several falsehoods, um, as you might imagine, contained several other things which Ipso have been contacted about. But what then happened was something absolutely remarkable. That thousands, and I do mean thousands, I've had over thirty thousand messages. Uh, of support and offers of help since then started flooding into our hand. But along with that came hundreds, and again, not exaggerating, hundreds of offensive tweets from Daily Record journalists over the years. I compiled all these together. Uh, I then did exactly what Mark McGivern had done. I, can, I sent them all to the Daily Record asking for comment. I sent them to Reach PLC asking for comment and I uh, sent them to the police, as did hundreds of other Rangers fans. Uh, various Daily Record journalists at the last count, I believe were up to 15, uh, have had to lock or delete their accounts and the Daily Record issued a statement on Sunday night saying that they are investigating historic hate tweets at the, at the Daily Record. The Daily Record are not interested in me. They don't particularly like me, they never have, but they don't, they're not interested in me and they're certainly not interested in Kamenin. What they're upset about is that Rangers have a new media policy, which is that uh, you can pay to be an official media partner of the club. Now, the Daily Record can't. They wouldn't get into Ibrox regardless. They could offer three times the money and it wouldn't make a difference. But the aim of this was that what they thought would happen would be that we would, you know, hide our faces in shame. 
uh, Rangers would be forced to cancel the official media partnership and that they could then use that as a, a, a stick to beat Rangers with to get back into covering Rangers games. And none of that happened. What instead happened is the Daily Record, and it's gone worldwide now, I've been contacted by journalists from out with the UK and plenty from the London media wanting to discuss what is now a scandal, uh, an endemic systemic culture of hate tweets at the Daily Record. There is a slight difference here, firstly. I am uh, a sole employee, Martin, as you know. I own Heart and Hand. It's my business. All of you guys, there's around about 60 voluntarily, uh, voluntary contributors. You don't have employment contracts. And with the best film in the world, I can't monitor everyone's social media content. I just don't have the time. I'm sorry. And I certainly can't go back <laughs> 14 years and look at everybody's tweets over that period. Um, what we ensure or try to ensure is that we make sure our content um it's acceptable standards and when it doesn't because we're grown-ups what we expect is that someone will get in touch with us and if we've offended somebody accidentally because we don't go out our way to do it um then we'll deal with it but that was not the aim of this the aim of this was to try and as i say get back into ibrox by knocking uh someone out of the way to do it it hasn't worked out for the Daily Record at all. And now they are facing the exact same situation they wanted to place us in because the Daily Record said that any uh, organisation who had any uh, employees, although we didn't, but any employees who were facing investigation for hate tweets should have their press passes revoked. So by that, I am assuming the Daily Record are not intending to cover any forthcoming football matches until the results of their investigation have been revealed and the police investigation into their journalists have been revealed. So I'm taking it from that that we can expect not to see the Daily Record at the Scotland game or at any of the matches at the weekend. I, I doubt that. I doubt that very much. But um, it, is the, it is the distinction, isn't it? Because this 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 article wasn't, Rangers podcasting, you know, Twitter shame. Well, it certainly wasn't um, solely about that. It, it was an argument, and it was made very clear and plain within the text uh, that Hartland should not be, or should no longer be, an official uh, media partner of, of Rangers because of of these um, historic tweets. If you're taking that position, um, which is a kind of moral or, or professional ethics position. Then you kind of need to have your 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 house in order, uh, and it would maybe indicate a a lack of communication within uh, within the newspaper uh, around how that that article was 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 going to um, be presented, and it's, it's it's caused quite quite the stir over the weekend, David. We'll get into the the, the nature of, of of all of this in a minute, but you you, you did mention that the, the real point it wasn't about. Rangers podcast and the, the, the Twitter it was about this Rangers media policy um, and even within the, 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 the text um, of the, the, the articles that Rangers brought in Heart and Hand podcast as official media partners to replace the mainstream media outlets this season meaning that you know press conferences with Stephen Gerrard are conducted by fans instead of journalists we weren't brought in at all as far as I'm aware you've paid up and as you've mentioned, plenty um, of the, the other media outlets, the more mainstream media outlets, have had the, the opportunity to do so as well. This was not something brought in on a on a nice deal um, 
at the expense of the traditional media. And I found that sentence quite quite revealing about the, the, the tone and purpose of the whole thing, because it's wrong. Yeah, it's wrong. Um, everyone in the media in Scotland, fan media as well, were offered this same opportunity. We chose to take it. What other businesses do or don't do is, is no concern of mine. It's not up to me whether they want to, to do this or whether they don't, and they'll have their own reasons. But for us, it was something I felt was good uh, in terms of an opportunity, and it was something that I felt could be useful. We could afford it. Um, might not always be the case in the future, but at this point, we were able to afford it. And also, for us, it's a chance to put money back into the club. So, you know, we we, we look to do that anyway. Mm. Uh, we've sponsored players in the past. Yeah, we've sponsored uh, match days in the past, etc. So we've always put money into the club, and this seemed another way of doing it. But, you know, we get something back from it, don't get me wrong. And we decided to do it. Uh, so that the, the idea that they had to take us out was it wouldn't have helped the case because I don't think Daily Record understand a couple of things, Martin. Firstly, a takedown by a newspaper only works because of two reasons. And that's firstly that the people you're taking down don't have a platform to respond to you. And secondly, pressure from employers because Generally, what happens in a situation like this is that the, your employers are contacted and you'll either face sanction from them or you will uh, you, they'll tell you to make it go away. Even if you're in the right, even if the paper are wildly wrong, you will be told, just make this go away as quickly as possible. And they know that. Where it fell down for them is that I do have a platform and not only the platform that I have, which in some ways is actually, there'll be more people listening to this podcast than buy a daily record. Um, that's that's something that's changed. More people will hear this than buy the daily record. And also, I'm my own boss. I don't have to answer to anyone. I'm reasonably financially secure. My wife retired. My parents are retired. Um, I don't need to concern myself with that sort of thing. So I was able to punch back. And the platform I have was magnified by the thousands of Rangers fans who were incredibly offended because they saw what this was. They knew what this was. We didn't have to go out and proselytise about this. They knew. Um, they could see it for what it was by a rather scummy journalist, uh, a very scummy newspaper, which is a shame because, you know, the Daily Record was once a paper and now it's something from Kelvin McKenzie's, uh, you know, Sort of snotty hanky, and I think that they they miscalculated what would happen. They think they've got power that they no longer have. Any digital journalist, and I've been told this by a, a digital journalist, any digital journalist could have told them what would happen, and could have just set it out stage by stage what was going to happen to them. You mentioned earlier you thought there was a lack of communication. I know, and this is from inside the Daily Record. Uh, because a lot of the staff at the Daily Record are deeply, deeply unhappy about the position they've been placed in. I know that there was an editorial meeting on Wednesday at which the general consensus was they should not run this piece because of the transparently obvious outcome. Uh, and it was nodded through by the editor, David Dick, and the journalist in question. They didn't tell other journalists or other departments, which is why they were quite so unprepared for this. Okay. Um, there's been. I mean, this is this is obviously 
uh, exploded this weekend. But this this tension, this conversation between uh, fan media, mainstream media, old media, new media, I find these dichotomies a wee bit depressing. There is room for us all. It just needs to be better. Um, but this seems like a, a, a different world we're, we're almost in now because this this doesn't usually happen this kind of um punch back this kind of fight back the tension appears the temperature appears or it certainly feels to have dissipated somewhat and that's good and hopefully we can kind of move on to a, um a kind of better path forward but where where do you see this not that this story david but just the, the the general media landscape moving from from now on because there's surely scope for just the general quality to be a lot better, regardless of who is who's providing it. Yeah, I think that's a, a very fair point. Uh, we've never really tried to get in our way. We've set ourselves up as an alternative to traditional media, but I think that's just basic consumerism, isn't it? Don't mm. spend your money there, spend it with us. But we've never gone out and you know attacked or tried to to take down a newspaper, which would be ludicrous. You know, we're, we're just a very small organisation of volunteers. It turns out we're bigger than I thought, and it turns out that no paper is as big as the Rangers support. Um, that is an army you do not want up against you. And when they came together for this, my goodness, uh, you felt the rumblings. But I've always thought they can do their thing. We might slag them off. They can slag us off as they've been doing the last few weeks because of the media policy. Um, and you can criticise standards. If someone comes out and says, your podcast is rubbish, well, that's fine. That's that's subjective. But when you actively go out your way to try and do people down to damage, it seems very 80s. It does seem very thing that you associated with kind of very lowbrow tabloids. And... I just don't think there's the appetite for that anymore, Martin, for that type of story. I just don't think people want them. And I certainly don't think people want them about just ordinary people that they've never heard of in the main. Because let's face it, how many people around Scotland have heard of any of us? Very few. So I just don't think there's the attitude for that. If something better comes out of this, it's something that the press in Scotland seem content to head towards oblivion. You know, back in the day, they would sell, well, you know, literally 20 years ago, the Daily Record sold 800,000 copies a day. And now they are under 70,000 copies a day and it's dropping. And they seem just content that, oh, well, that's just what's happening. The Internet's killing papers. Rather than maybe looking at why that is, why, if that's the case, then why are sites like ours growing? And we've always said it's because we talk about football, whereas they talk about soap opera. Mm. It's because we talk about the actual match and what goes on and the things that fans talk about. They talk about, as we know, you know, transfer swoops and manager rages. At, and I just don't think there's the appetite for that anymore. I've heard from a lot of print journalists over the years, ah, people won't pay for content. And I think, no, they won't pay for yours because they're paying for mine and they're paying for you know plenty of other um, websites that have come out uh, over the last few years doing doing different things. So it's it's you. But they just seem, as I say, to have accepted that that's just the way it is and nothing can be done about it. Um, I do think that if the record have got any sense and other papers watching this have any sense, they'll realise that people don't want to read these stories. They see them for what they are. They know they're nasty. They know they're trying to ruin people's lives. Uh, they know they're trying to get people sacked. It's a public shaming. There's a great book by John Ronson mm, called yeah, so, you've been, Ronson. Yeah, so You've Been Publicly Shamed. And they, people, there's no... There's no reason not to know 
what this does to people's lives. Um, it turns families upside down, and they they did it anyway. And I think the really sad thing about it is, is that did they get a bump from it? No. You know, were they going to sell more papers on the back of this? No. Um, and actually, it'll end up costing them money because uh, I know for a fact that advertisers are uh, wanting answers. And then, of course, with a scandal that's now emerged about the systemic culture of, of bigotry among the reporters, that it it's going to have a much more negative effect anyway. But just don't do this stuff. Just report on news. Don't invent it. And that's what this was. This was somebody sitting down and saying, "I am." I, my, they started from an end point, which is, I want to take these guys down. And they went looking for a way to do that. That isn't news. That's not reporting. That is telling a story. And what they've found, though, is, is that it's a story that's offended people rather than impressing them. Yeah. But their evidence was real. I mean, the, the tweets were real, and you, you've mentioned the the, the reflection and the, the, the contrition um, amongst the boys um, for for that. And clearly, uh, in the cold light of day, some of them, in fact, all of them, uh, have uh, they don't make great reading. <laughs> this this mining for 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 historical controversy. It's nothing new, is it? I mean, it, it, we're not the first story to to, to emerge. Uh, it's been a it's been a thing on social media for for some time, and I mean, I, th- I find it depressing. I don't really care what what people say. Make it as free as possible, really, unless it's libelous um, or, or or threatening to an individual, um, because I, I tend to think that the most of the, 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 the kind of um, I'm offended stories are, are, are a wee bit uh, manufactured for a purpose. Um, when it's contemporaneous, when, when, when some someone says something on Twitter or it's, you know, they're on radio or something like that, and even if the, the outrage is kind of slightly exaggerated, or even if it's real, at least it's live. At least it's a live reaction to to something that's been said. Uh, and there's, there's, a, there's an authenticity in inverted commas in some cases about that. But when you're you're searching out something to, to be offended by, like by definition then it's it's contrived, um, it's disingenuous and, and therefore that the whole the whole kind of furore is 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 meaningless. Yeah, it's manufactured. Um, yeah. And listen, try just taking a step back from our situation here, um <laughs> Language context, of course, is important. In mm. fact, it's, it's it's crucial, and and language without that is 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 pretty much meaningless, especially around humour. And I don't want to get into the, the individual tweets themselves, but, but a lot of them, from what I can tell, the language was used in a way to um, be a bit more outrageous, or it was used in in an ironic way. And quite often used in conversation with someone else who understands the rules of this conversation. They mm-hmm. understand that the, the, the terms have been used ironically, um, often speaking with people from the other side of this West of Scotland divide um, who who know exactly what, what's been said and in, in what context. And Twitter's so seductive and so difficult for that. Sometimes we, we get involved in a conversation that we forget that there's a wider audience there and a lot of them haven't been invited <laughs> and the show never ends unless 
you delete it after some thought and reflection, whether that be the next day or, or, or years later. Uh, and then that conversation takes on a, a whole different um, a whole different meaning and a whole different structure um, in, in and of itself. But we should know this by 2021, David. We, we should know what social media is, is like. Um, and, and I felt quite depressed after to lock my Twitter. Now, I've, I'm a boring, boring man, as you know. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's not much <laughs> on, on there. Uh, but I felt I had to because, we did, you know, it's been a, a, a weekend of scrutiny. That's not what I believe Twitter should be for. And it should be for people that, that agree with me as well as, as disagree and um, they take me or leave me and it, it but things are things are kind of changing and I don't I don't know if they're changing for the better and I don't know what we what we get out of that in terms of any kind of discourse or humour or or whatever else. No, I would agree with that. Um as I say, you know, there are things that are genuinely shocking and when you see them then of course you have the right to complain about them. But a lot of the time, as you say, it's I don't like that group of people for whatever reason, football rivalry in this case. Uh, and therefore I want to get them. And there is something in the power of a mob when you feel that you're, you know, you're righteous. And I think we saw that with the Daily Record, that they they, they were very much trying to, to claim a moral authority. And that is what the, the campaign back at them was to show that they have no moral authority to do this because their journalists have done exactly the same things that they were looking down their nose at and trying to get action taken against other people for. It's a pantomime, uh, as is a lot of the things in Scotland. As we, we've spoken before about how the the demand for sectarianism in Scotland outstrips the supply of it. So they have to invent it, such as videos that have been doctored, etc. Um, they have to try and make you know six people being arrested out of a crowd of fifty thousand as somehow a you know a terrible societal blight. It's depressing that people make money from it. People have careers built on it and it will continue. I don't really see how it will stop. You can have these tweets and apologise for them and realise what you did wrong and become a better person, which is surely the aim, to see what you did wrong and learn why it's wrong. Or the other person can go, ha ha, gotcha. That's not somebody who's interested in social justice, Martin. That's not somebody who's interested in improving society. It's someone who doesn't like another person or another set of people, and they are trying to hurt them and trying to do them down, and that's what's happened. What we highlighted with the Daily Record was their hypocrisy, but I think we made a wider point, which is this stuff happens. Why are we pretending that, Things like this that ordinary, everyday people do say to each other in the context of conversation is somehow this great sin. People are human. People tell sick jokes. They laugh at sick jokes. They always have. Laughably, one of the things that they tried, as I say, and and failed to get me on, it was literally a joke I stole from Mock the Week. So, that's 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 the ludicrous situation of a very popular show, you know, that's been running for years. And that's the problem. It's people, when it suits them, put on this this mask of authority, this uh, I am better than you exceptionalism, which there's too much of in Scotland at the moment, and it comes from the government down. Too many people base themselves on what they're not. 
and they base themselves on being better than. Um, and it's fine in certain contexts. It's fine to say my football team's better than yours. Absolutely. So point of football. Who finishes higher? Right, I get that. But when you're saying you're better than a group of people or when you're saying that you're better than uh, a protected category or you're saying that you're better than the English, then that's when I think we start to get into problems because that then convinces people that they're better in all ways, which means they're morally better. And if it means that you're a morally good person, it means the others, by definition, must be bad people, or at least not on your level of good. And it gives a justification to people for their own hate. We are not forcing people to look at their own bigotry. We're encouraging them to project onto others and demand they're punished for it. And that's a tragic situation that we find ourselves in. It is, and it just leads more, you know, to more of this uh, this you mate kind of uh, yeah uh, Twitter, um, which again, if you if you're if one is taking a moral position, which was taken on Thursday night, Friday morning, um, then that 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 has a validity. It has to stop though. You 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 can't keep going back over everybody's output. Um, and most of us, I imagine, were, were a different person eight years ago Correct. than they are now. So if if they, they've they've made a, a, a an off colour joke that they they thought was funny then, or were trying to uh, get likes, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's, let's be honest, uh, they were trying to to to, to you know, raise keep raising the game, um, keep raising the stakes, and 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 turning up the the kind of outrageous. It's funny you mentioned Mott the week. I know, I know the tweet that you mean, and I know the joke that you mean. Mm-hmm. But stand-up comedy's changed so much in the last ten years. Ten years ago, you're you're talking about Frankie Boyle, Jimmy Carr, Ricky Gervais pushing those boundaries. Now, I think Frankie Boyle's kind of going complete 180. Um, Jimmy Carr's changed the thing. I don't know if Ricky has, um, but he already did his in a wee bit more intelligent way. But I, I guess it comes back down to this this thing. Whenever you see something that that is is considered offensive and it's mm-hmm. controversial. Personally, my question would always be, is this genuine? Is this a genuine expression of oneself? Now, those comedians we're talking about there who covered AIDS and rape and disability and all sorts, do you seriously think, as a grown-up, that they found those subjects in and of themselves pleasant and funny? Or... I mean, Jimmy Carr used to say the best reaction he ever got in an audience was someone laughing and then going, "Ooh!" So we can't have it both ways. Your initial your initial response was to laugh at that, but it was it was wordplay, black comedy and, and quite dark, but but wordplay to to play with people's temperance mm-hmm. and, and and their their uh, their levels. It's superficial. Jokes are mostly mm-hmm. sometimes they can be deliberate, and that's that's. That's the great area, isn't it? And we've seen on Twitter this this year uh, the, the the black English players at the World Cup, um, Glenn Kamara, Kamar Roof, where you you see tweets and and, and messages that you, you would have to consider probably are in, in the case of of, of um, Slavia Prague fans definitely are an expression of themselves. They're, they mean it. There'll be some trolls in there, no question, who just enjoy the mayhem. But this is what we're this is what we're trying to to navigate. And when things become so black and white and 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 so out of context, it makes that 
harder to navigate. It makes people um, feel less free to 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 just play around with 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 language and play around with humour or, or or play devil's advocate or whatever. Um, and I, I don't think that's healthy. And I don't think it's grown up. I, I think no. it comes from a good place. The kind of Mary Whitehouse. It's not about <laughs> sex, drugs, and rock and roll anymore. It's 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 obviously about. Um, uh, it was based on the Equality Act, I guess. Now, and I, of course, that comes from a good place, but I I think it's counterproductive. And I don't think it ever deals with with the real problems in society. If you're told either to shut up, don't say that word, and it kind of worked for a while, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Political correctness had its it, it created a kind of society that was very much like a kind of middle class dinner party where, where people didn't say certain words. But it can only happen for for so long, and I think it's been a bit of a veneer. I think it's quite superficial, and we have seen. I think in the the, the uptick in in populism, um, both here and the United States. That it's not really solved anything because those ignorances, those those biases, those those opinions still kind of exist. They've just been shushed for a while, um, and I, I don't think we get to a kind of grown-up place um, where we can treat the nuance of language properly and really get to to the heart of genuine ignorance, genuine hate, genuine um, division. When we blow up language, so we then blow up the division, don't we? Absolutely, and. That's I I really hate when I get people coming on to me and taking a context of what I've said, placing it in their own context and telling me why I'm wrong or offensive because of it. And that's happening far too often as well. Uh, I'm disabled, as you know, but I don't make a big thing of it. But I'm I'm registered disabled. And therefore, there will be disability jokes that I find too much. There will be other ones that I'm okay with, but that's subjective. That's me as a person. I think, though, the idea that any joke about disability should be banned, I'm uncomfortable with. And I say that as somebody who is disabled. I think that the other thing that that kind of concerns me uh, as as we go through all of this, and it's, as you say, it seems to be getting worse as, it's affecting ordinary people in in huge ways. I, it happened to me years ago um, when I was at the Ranger Supporters Trust. I was a spokesman. Celtic fans complained about something that I'd said, and I got fired from my job. Basically, the workplace were like, it's too much hassle, right? We know you probably didn't do any. We, we think you're a decent person, but honestly, it's just take some money and go. Um, and it turns your life upside down. It's genuine. I mean, it sent me in a massive spiral that ended up with me, you know, jobless, homeless, and in rehab, uh, divorced. So, do people really want that? I don't want to do. I don't want to do that to a Celtic fan just because he said something stupid on Twitter. No. I don't. I don't want that to. You know, I, I might think the guy's a Berk, um, you know, or a suitably other term. I hope I've not. You know, Daily Record will probably run that as a headline. I've said that, but. I'm allowed to think that without necessarily wanting the guy's life turned upside down. Um, I think if there's, you know, non-stop stream of it, invective getting worse and worse and worse, then yeah, that is a person who has problems. But again, by turning his life upside down and and making his situation desperate, are we improving society there? Or, you know, is he going to become a better person through that? Or is he going to become bitter and resentful? I was very fortunate. The reason I didn't become bitter and resentful is that I went to AA. 
and he saved my life and it teaches you to think a different way and one of the other things it teaches you very much so is forgiveness and I do try to do that and I know that I might sound ironic when I'm sitting here you know after going full speed ahead for the daily record but it doesn't tell you to be a victim either you know you you, mm-hmm. you don't need to sit there and just let somebody rain punches on you without firing back but we are taking ourselves into a very very dangerous place and when it's being encouraged and magnified by people in positions of, of authority in Scotland which is happening all the time then it does become very dangerous and people are going to get hurt And the problem is we're seeing here with this whole situation is nobody wins. Everybody just loses to a certain degree. And whoever has, you know, I I said a thing on Twitter that I'm the type of person that when I'm in a fight, I'll just burn everything down so that I'm on top of the ashes. That's not a healthy attitude. That's not the person I want to be. I understand that. It's who I am. Mm. But it's an urge I try to fight and try to deal and be better with and try to be constructive. But if people aren't going to let you and people are going to tell you that you are the base side of your personality, because we've all got a bit of it in us, right? We do. Everyone, nobody's perfect. Then I think you're just going to magnify that. You're going to make it worse. And you're creating a situation where everything becomes ultra, ultra tribal and everything just ends up with, more pain, more suffering, more damage. To get back to what we're talking about here, the reason that the Daily Record deserves everything that's coming to it is it knew this and it did it anyway. And it did it from a very cynical reason to try and do something that would be commercial uh, or commercially benefit to it. It felt, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think a primary three kid could have told you that it wasn't going to be beneficial, but still. Um and that's why I've got a real problem with it. And that's why I want them to come out and accept that the standards they they want to hold other people to are unreal, that they don't take into account people's humanity, and that they've stopped treating people like human beings and they've started treating them like automatons that should be programmed in a certain way to say certain things at certain times. And if you deviate from that, then there will be consequences. You you will be punished for that. That's not the kind of society I want to live in. And when one of Scotland's most venerable old institutions is doing that, then yeah, I'm going to stand up and say, no, no, I'm not taking this. And the most heartening thing, Martin, is literally tens of thousands of Rangers fans have stood with me and heart and hand and you and all the other guys and said, no, we're not prepared to take that either. As of fans of other clubs, incidentally. Yeah. Ordinary, decent people know what this is. And I'm not naive enough to think anything I do can change the culture in Scotland. But nor am I silly enough to think that thousands and thousands of people in Scotland aren't powerful enough to change something. They are. I'm not. They are. And if any good does come of this, it's maybe we'll all, all be a wee bit kinder, nicer, and more understanding and not always seek to jump straight to punishment for people. But with all of that said, and, you know, I'm about to get my guitar out and play Kumbaya. Mm. With all of that said, then I do maintain that if anybody continues to, you know, come after 
me, my friends, people I care about, then I'm going to defend them. And we know that there is an agenda against Rangers in this country. We've seen it. Um, we've seen it before. That's why the media situation is as how it is uh, with Rangers. Then I am going to stand with all the other Rangers supporters and say, no, we we no longer take this. We we do not accept this. Um, at Heartland, we didn't ask for this, but we're fighting back and we're fighting by their rules. This is the game they invited us to play. And now they're upset that we're playing it. Nah, not having it. Okay, fair enough. I mean, you know, Rangers in this podcast, obviously our principal uh, interest uh, and priority, but certainly from, from my point of view, just creating a better media landscape would be a uh, the real win um, for, for everybody involved and just, just doing things a lot smarter. Um with a wee bit more depth and a wee bit more nuance. This has been the most introspective and philosophical flagship I think we've probably ever done, David. <laughs> just a couple of questions before we we, we, we wrap up. Um, and it isn't that, 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 that reflection for all of us on this podcast, but there are many others, not just um, within the Rangers community, Celtic community and, and other clubs as well, um, who may be reflecting on on how they conduct themselves on air, how they conduct themselves on, on social media. And again, the boys, although there is some contextual distortion that's been played up and, and magnified and had a lot of fun with deliberately, they understand their their responsibility in it and the, the, the reality that they're in and, and how they've contributed to that. Um, but you, you mentioned earlier with, with, with your two tweets that were uh, raised, um, that you said they were both not actionable and, 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 and not offensive. Well, one's true. They're not actionable. That's a, that's a matter of legal fact. But you don't get to decide what's offensive, neither do I. Um, that That's what creates the whole kind of mix. How do us as a group uh, reflect and, and, and go forward um, in terms of how we, we kind of do what we enjoy doing? Look, this is a mm. this is a hobby for for most of us. <laughs> you know, I'm a huge Rangers fan. I'm a much bigger fan of paying my mortgage. But I I talk about old Rangers games and the Premier League and, and the current situation, and I love doing it. Um, don't really fancy being bullied out of giving up something I love. But clearly, we we all have to reflect on yeah, just how we behave. If I've done something that offends anyone, tell me about it and explain to me what it is that's offended you. And I might reject it. I might say, I'm sorry, I can't agree with you there. I reject the premise and we'll just have to agree to disagree and maybe not have anything to do with each other. But there is also a chance that you'll say to me, David, I'm offended by this and this is why. And I'll say, ah, and I'll realise that and I'll learn something from you. Mm. That, I think, seems to me to be a healthier way to go. I'm quite prepared for someone to come to me and say, you said this uh, and I, I did. here's why it offended me. And it's happened to me, by the way, it's happened to me after no, live shows we've yep. done. Yep. Um, and someone's come up to me and they've said, look, I didn't like that. And you get defensive naturally, we're humans. Mm. And you go, well, why? And then I've kind of maybe walked away and went, he's right. Mm. He is right. I'm wrong. And then I don't use it. And again, I would argue that if you've got to go back 12 years to find certain words, that that's a behaviour that no longer exists. It's past. Well, there's, there's one word in particular, and I'm not going to repeat it because, you know, a mortgage, but it, it starts with the same two words as mortgage. That was used an awful lot 
in common parlance at the, the start of the last decade, just to mean idiot. Just yeah. to be... Ricky Gervais got into a bit of bother, I think, if memory serves, October 2012, maybe. And there was a big furore about the use of it. Um, and then it just kind of disappeared from that, that kind of common or such common usage on, on social media and forums and, and, and daily life because things change and people change. And the, the idea of this gotcha, here's something from 2012. Mm. One what? Yeah. It achieves nothing. It doesn't need to be a teenager. And we've seen a lot of that. And I've got limited sympathy again because of the, the position the record took. But you get journalists there who are almost kids when some of these things were were, 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 were dragged out. Um, and it, but you don't need to have been a child. You, you can get to 40, as I am, and I might still change opinions by the time I'm 50. I certainly hope I might, because you, you, you grow and you develop and you, you alter as, as the world alters. Um, but it's just this boneheaded... Well, it's not boneheaded, actually. If, if it was just boneheaded ignorance, then you, you can maybe have some sympathy. But it's, it's, it's a deliberate... Um, contextual distortion that I don't think helps any of us but um, it's been a difficult a difficult few days. One final question and this might be a bit self-indulgent David but you know you've not been the best of health of late. Uh, the doctor told you to avoid stress <laughs> and I've pretty much had to, to check on you about nine o'clock every night to, to make sure you're putting Twitter away. Um, we get sucked into this don't we? There's an energy that, that, that comes from it I understand that uh, but we all just need to calm down a wee bit, don't we? Oh, absolutely, we do. Um, yeah, look, I I didn't want any of this, uh, and I'll keep saying that because it's true. I really didn't, uh, as you mentioned there. It's, it really isn't good for my health. But again, if you know, I'd, I'd rather go out fighting than than go out on my knees. Uh, that that's not who I am. But like I say, I think that once the dust settles and we see how the landscape is, then we'll know what to do. They're not going to stop us doing what we love. They're not going to stop us following the team that we love. And there are people out there who want to take away, they want to make it difficult for a Rangers fan to do the kind of thing we do. Um, They want you to think it will be too much hassle because then it will remove voices that they don't want to hear from the airwaves. Unfortunately for them, I've got quite a strong back metaphorically literally it's absolute <laughs> paper. paper and string and chewing gum but literally isn't what matters here we'll keep doing what we keep doing i'll keep doing what what i keep doing and the supporters will keep doing what they keep doing um i've never been proud to be a member of the rangers family what happened over the weekend absolutely took my breath away i i, I didn't expect it um I've never seen anybody, you know, credit to Mark McGivern, I've never seen anybody unite the Rangers support like this uh, since, well, since Philip Hellander the week before. But a lot of this came about, and we know that because Celtic can't defend the goal kick, uh, corner kick. Um, but they've forced us closer together. And that gives me the energy and it gives me the, the strength and the belief to just keep going. Because... What we do matters. You know, we, we don't take ourselves seriously at Heartland, but we get people telling us what we do matters. Nobody does that for the Daily Record. Nobody says to the Daily Record, you help me through some tough times, because they're not interested in doing that. They do for us. 
they've got customers, we've got a community. And as far as I'm concerned, one heart and hand listener is worth a hundred daily record readers. David, thanks for that. I know it's been a tough week. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday, I think, with Heartland Extra to preview some actual football. I cannot wait and uh, very much looking forward to it. Thank you, David. Thank you, listeners. And tune in on Thursday. I'll be back at some point, I'm sure. Until then, bye for now. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.